Welcome to Wellness on the Go, the show that focuses on the eight dimensions of wellness. We edit, produce, and film everything inside an RV. We travel all around interviewing people, wellness professionals via online and in person. So it's facts, food, and fitness. I'm your host, Jason Cronin. Look forward to serving you. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. show we are going to focus on the two most forgotten parts of the eight dimensions of wellness. Our special guest is a pro at helping people develop their skills to improve both their occupational and social wellness. Very few people realize that your message or voice is related to your overall wellness. Our first guest is the founder of SPEC, Introspective Communication Coaching, founder and host of a communication skills meetup called Connect Ed and certified NLP Master Practitioner. Joining us live on the road from all parts of California, I'd like to give a warm welcome to Rachel Randolph. Thank you so much for being with us and how is your day going? Hi, Jason. Um, Thank you so much for having me on and my day's going superbly. (laughs) That's getting about, you said you travel on the road a lot. So right now, how many places have you traveled while you're on the road? I started in Indianapolis and I made it all the way to the southwest and then up and down the entire west coast. So I've been I've been a lot of places. And it's put- like what is what is a lot of places too? Like <laughs> each city and every day is a new place, so it's hard to keep track. So you put a lot of miles on your van. I hope you <laughs> I hope that van will keep you going for many, many years to come actually. Well, I bought it at 42 miles and it has 13,000 now, a little over 13,000. So in the last six months, I've put in a lot of miles. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. It's almost like an RV. Pretty much if you explain to the people out there, you travel actually in like an RV van, not just a van, not like a hippie van, but like an actual RV van. Yeah, it's very converted. It's a luxury vehicle. I, I, I spent the money on it because I could. I saved up and I wanted to do what I would spend the money on you know, 50 years from now. So I cashed out my IRA and bought this van and it's a 2021. So it's a long-term investment for sure. Anyone listening out there, if they need help with converting a van, call Rachel. (laughs) I had a company do it for me out in Colorado. So if you need help getting your mindset right for living in a van or downsizing, that's what I can help you with for sure. And give you solid recommendations to who else can help. Yeah, because the van life, lifestyle is actually increasing tiny home lifestyle is increasing being a minimalist is definitely increasing and uh, pretty much a lot of people are interested in that which is really nice and you can get to be mobile but speaking about mobile and communication what made you want to become a communication coach I saw that it was the common denominator for literally everything in my life I saw that not just my external communication, like how I had conversations with people and who I networked with and how I was able to carry on and confidently speak my mind and opinions. It was my internal communication that really determined how that went externally. So the reason that I called my company SPEC, Introspective Communication Coaching, is because I found that, you know, my inside often results in my outside and I thought a huge gap in the self-improvement and personal development industry was 
the gap between that knowledge, what you read, what you hear on podcasts, courses that you take, and actually applying it to your everyday life, especially in the realm of communication, which it so heavily requires. So I found it to be the cornerstone of pretty much, pretty much everything in my own life, and then continued to see it play out that it's the cornerstone of people achieving whatever it is that they want to achieve. We need each other. We need community. We need connection to live full lives. And so, you know, if we're working on communication internally, improving it there will improve it externally and then improve our lives in turn. Yeah, everyone needs to be able to communicate. And that's the main problem. Most people don't really know how to communicate. And that's where you come in. The one question I did have is do clients enjoy going to your mobile office and you coming to them or them coming to you or meeting you at a park or I'm assuming that clients really enjoy that convenience. It's a hundred percent virtual coaching. Um, oh, wow. Mostly because of COVID safety. So as I travel state to state, there are different regulations. And I found from 2020 into this year, the mobility is really just for me to be able to experience and live my life and then travel around meeting different people who sometimes become my clients because we just connected and then all of the coaching is completely virtual so I don't have to be anywhere and neither did I <laughs> um, mostly for again COVID safety yeah definitely COVID has put a uh, damper on everyone's business mine including and yours and yeah. I know virtual is where the, everyone's traveling to which is working really really well for everybody I'm glad you can shift in that direction especially when you're mobile and being able to travel around all over the place. What is your ideal client for your communication coaching? An ideal client is really somebody, is a psychographic, uh, somebody who has tried everything, has felt that they want to improve communication, but also improve pretty much anything, their life, boundaries, empathy, listening skills, all of these things that kind of fall under the realm of communication and have struggled applying what it is that they learn, what they know, what they're told, and not being able to bridge that gap between the knowing and the doing. So the ideal client is someone who has this aptitude to learn and has struggled with the application. Someone who feels maybe suffocated under life a little bit, knowing all of these things, a lot of noise, a lot of mental chatter, and not knowing how to clean any of that up and recognize what's important to say, what's important to do, and have the skill set and also mindset and clarity of how to do it. And what do you think uh, is the first thing that someone has difficulty with when you're coaching them? Is it just the speaking part of it or just the nervousness or anxiety of speaking? Is that something that people deal with? No, it's presence. Mm. It's presence as the cornerstone to all of that. You know, when they're dialed into their environment, when they're in tune with their bodies, when they're present with themselves and what's happening in front of them, all of these other things like comfort and confidence and then those in turn alleviating social anxiety, their surroundings, being aware, socially aware and both self-aware, you know, it all depends on people's ability to accept what's happening to them in the moment that it's happening and not get distracted by external influences. Hmm. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. The the cornerstone of almost everybody that I work with is they have a difficulty staying present, focused. And the one question I do have, and I saw in your bio, what is an NPL? 
I thought it was a nurse practitioner, but I don't think so. Is that? No, a neuro-linguistic programming practitioner. So neuro-linguistic programming is a, back in the 70s, a couple of psychologists got together and wanted to figure out what the difference was that you know, therapists and counselors could make inside of their clients. And it was getting them to engage with their own internal ecosystem, kind of neuro-linguistics neuro and brain patterns and how you express yourself are programs that your your mind will run you know like um if you think of your mind as a snow a snow field and then you have sled tracks and the more that you follow that pattern the easier it is to follow that pattern but when you want to go back and change those it's really difficult to make a new pathway and so with neuro-linguistic programming you figure out what those pathways that are really well worn from our early childhood are and how to kind of reverse engineer what those are and why it's important and change change your thinking to change your life. Wow. It's almost like Pavlov, you know, in school we learn about Pavlov when they uh, use an actual, I guess, a sense and then have to trigger that sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we're all, I mean, we're all responding to billions of external environment triggers all day long. Like there's no shortage of it. And that's why often what people struggle with with being present being the problem with communication is because they don't they aren't aware of how much external influence there is and how to get out of it and so once they're present lots of different things start falling into place including more clarity and confidence with communicating people out there listening definitely communication if you have issues with communication give Rachel a call and at (laughs) the end of this we'll definitely have our information on there for you but the one question I do ask everyone that's on my show is what is your definition of total wellness? If you were to write that definition. Total wellness would be my definition is total clarity on what it is that feels best for you in every area of your life. That's a great definition. Yeah. Uh, Most people have all different definitions. The reason why I asked that question is because with eight dimensions of wellness, most people don't realize there's so much more involved in there. They just think physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, but there's four more elements that we try to cover on every different shows. But when we come back, we'll learn more about Rachel and hear about her business. We're back here with Rachel talking about the importance of communication for everyday life to developing a successful business. In your bio, you mentioned that you were the founder of SPEC, Introspective Communication Coaching. For our listeners out there, what does introspective mean to you and what is that type of coaching? Introspection to me is self-inquiry and what it means for my business is when we're communicating, it serves us really, really well to know what we're thinking and feeling. And so the utility of self-inquiry is to self-source all of the answers and have perfect clarity of what it is that we are thinking and feeling and how to express that comes more naturally when we're aware of it. So through introspection, we become aware and through introspection, we self-source problems and answers, solutions to our problems. Because again, as the common denominator of my life, it, it only serves me best to be able to self-source the answers and solutions to my problems. If I have any problems, if I deem a problem a problem, I am also the person who has the solutions. And so this self-induced clarity is what my coaching becomes. 
self-induced clarity for how to communicate better, self-induced clarity for what it means to live a fulfilling life, not by my definition, but by my client's definition. Nice. That's real good. And what, what, what are the age groups of your clients? What's the youngest and what pretty much is maybe the, the, the most wisest individual, the oldest? <laughs> the most wisest. Um, <laughs> it has been the younger ones that are the most wisest because oh, really? they have, they've come to me early on in their lives, <laughs> seeing that this is a problem. Um, but I would say that the youngest has been some a, a young fella getting his PhD in um, science, and he wanted to learn how to communicate his academic knowledge with people who aren't necessarily in academia. So he was struggling relating to people and connecting with people outside of his work. And so he struggled with social anxiety. And so we unraveled that that was the source and that the pressure to be able to communicate with people actually withheld him from expressing himself authentically because he was trying to fit in so many different, well, they won't like me if I am authentic. That's a very common thing that people are struggling with and what gets in the way of communicating effectively is fear of being judged, fear of being not misunderstood. And so when we unravel that fear and understand why it's there, ceases to have so much control of us, taking us away from the present moment and the conversation at hand. So what tip would you give someone? Because I've dealt with social anxiety a lot. Even doing podcasts, I get nervous, but I try to keep my mind sharp and relaxed and breathe and just have a good time. What do you recommend for someone with social anxiety that would be listening and said, oh man, was it one thing they can do just to start off their day, just to kind of take in the, the nice day and be positive? What would you recommend? What I recommend, I would recommend looking at it from what's in the way of feeling great about everything. Not that you should feel great. No, nobody ever got really motivated or had a fire lit under their ass by somebody saying, you should just feel great. You should just be yourself. You should just relax. It's kind of unhelpful. So my recommendation is to approach it from the exact opposite side and acknowledge that there is that fear in social anxiety and it's sourced from the unknown. Okay, so it's unknown. That's what you're dealing with here. So what is unknown? What are ways to learn about the unknown? What are ways, what's stopping you from embracing the changes or experience that you're having or whatever it is? And then from there, you know, with a little bit more clarity each time, Maybe meditation becomes the thing that you stick with that helps you clear your mind. Maybe journaling. For me, I journal multiple times a day, everything. I need a place to put things because I experience social anxiety, which is one of the reasons that I started this. But I realized that my social anxiety came from the unknown and what I didn't know about people. And by unlocking all of these thoughts, I realized that nobody, nobody's got the answer to me figuring out me more than I do and so it serves me to journal and understand all the things I'm thinking as I'm thinking them and have a a clarity about what actually things are rather than just being scared all the time I never heard of it put the unknown that's definitely something that most people need to realize and for myself as well that's great and speaking about your journal I saw that in your bio you, you just mentioned about the journal that's my next question. Are you going to write a book about your travels and your journey, uh, like a bio or something that would be people would enjoy reading from your journeys? You know, I haven't really thought about it like that. I think 
I think the most important journey is the one that I go on internally as I experience new things. And so, you know, we, we tend to think of journeys as something that happens externally, a grand adventure. But what I've found is the most grand adventure that I've been on in my last, <laughs> in my 30 years, I just turned 30 last month, is the one inward, the, the journey inward um, has been the most rewarding and it has not been determined by my location or how many people I have around me or anything. It's, it's completely self-induced um, through introspection. So, I mean, no, I have not necessarily thought about writing a book about that, but I do have plenty of resources on in writing. I write a lot <laughs> about this journey that I'm going on, which is, it's very internal. Everything is from the inside out, which is how I structure my coaching, you know, introspective communication from the inside out. And do you feel like this journey is something that you picked on purpose or something that you really needed to do? That's one big question. So a lot of people choose it for a reason and living on the go is, is a great way to have less, I guess, responsibility, but also be able to focus on the big picture. Yeah, it, it depends on like what your definition of responsibility is. I, I have a, decided at some point that I had a responsibility to follow the breadcrumbs of my intuition. I had no idea it was living in a van until you know, a year ago, if that. It wasn't some lifelong dream. I never wanted to be remote or travel or do any of the things. Every, once I made the decision to start listening to myself, I continued to follow and make those decisions. And I removed myself from what other people defined as successful, what other people defined as happiness. And I created my, my own lane. And it just happened to be van life, but it could be living in Spain right now. I, I would have no idea. Um, so it was definitely a decision to pay attention to what I felt compelled to do as I felt compelled to do it and then communicate with those around me who would support what I needed to do. So through that, I never had any resistance to living in a van. I've never had any pushback. I've never had anybody say that I can't do anything. And it's not because I've been you know, blessed. I am very grateful for it. But I think it's because I've led myself and people have no choice but to follow my lead or get out of my life. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's, the, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love the fact that you were able to choose something and go and run with it. And what I meant by responsibility is that sometimes you get so overwhelmed with the outside uh, resources and things that you're doing everyday life that you forget mm -hmm. what makes you happy. Mm -hmm. Sometimes a lot of people yeah. out there will keep doing, 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 and not know why they're doing it. And that the fact exactly. that you figure that out is excellent. Yeah. And that's essentially what the coaching is that I've found is, you know, communication is the expression of this, of what we feel compelled to do and what we want to do and the obstacle, the wall that we keep hitting to doing it. And very often we need communication because we need people around us. We need support and empowerment and encouragement. We have courage because we get encouraged. <laughs> and so it's a breakdown of why is that not happening? And what control do I have? What responsibility do I have over my life? And I teach people how to claim that and then communicate through it. Excellent. And the one thing that you do, do do for everyone out there is you have a connect ed meetup group. 
Uh, when is that available and how do people sign up for that? And do they go on meetup.com? I know that's a yeah. really good way of getting in touch with you. If people are listening that want to find out what you do and also meet other people in the same situation. Totally. So yes, I've been running the connected meetup for three and a half years. It has 700 members and I'm extremely proud of it. It is a pay what you can donation based weekly meetup. And every week we go over topics uh, that people struggle with on communication. Sometimes it's introductions and it's very tangible things and skills. And sometimes it's concepts that we unravel like authenticity and connection and presence. Like what even are these things and why do they affect communication? Why are they such big deals? And why are they cornerstones and foundations of, of communication and communicating effectively? And so we kind of unravel and have a group-based discussion for an hour and Sometimes it's yeah, a big group and not everybody needs to share, but the, the floor is completely theirs. And I started it because I wanted something, a free resource for people to be able to just talk about what, what they were dealing with, not in a therapy session, not in a coaching session, but in a very community oriented camaraderie type of sense, like we are all here because we struggle with this thing. Let's just talk about it. And I started it because I was tired of hearing from the gurus and communication and self-help experts and listening to podcasts and reading books and not really having anybody to talk to about my specific experience of these issues, my own social anxiety, what specifically made me tick because I, from all intents and purposes, looked completely extroverted from the outside but I was dying inside I was suffocating under the pressure to talk to everyone to be friends with everyone to please everyone so while everyone was like wow Rachel's so great Rachel can talk to everyone Rachel can really work a room she's so extroverted I was suffocating under that identity and when I started talking about it and breaking down that it wasn't my identity it was what was I've felt pressure too, based off of external situations and influences. I started piecing together that that wasn't how I am at all. And now I'm like a complete introvert. I am very careful with my energy and, um, and I love it. I have better relationships and I don't have that nagging voice in my head telling me that I'm not doing something right. Yeah, that's great. Um, Overall, that's the reason why I did this podcast too. The biggest part was to learn from professionals and teach other people at the same time, bettering myself. Every time I interview somebody, I always pull something away from it and use it in my everyday life. And after today, I'm going to be a little bit more calm and relaxed. <laughs> that's the way to do it. You got to be more, I'm really high strong. I'm super type A, triple type A. But uh, overall, this is a great conversation. Is there anything else for our listeners out there that I didn't cover and anything you want to include? Um, I would say I'm starting to try this on, but recommending journaling as, you know, lots of people have resistance to it because they think that it needs to be a certain way or you know, they need to talk about their, they don't want to look back and see just how many bad days that they had. But every day is a new page. Every, and you have a habit. Every page is blank. And it really does in a very visceral way, become a container for your thoughts and feelings, things that you can never say to anyone. 
or things that you must say to someone and working out the bravery and the details of needing to say that random thoughts, intrusive thoughts, things that you're struggling with that you don't want to tell anybody else. It is a very important, safe place for my things to go. And I've come to really, really, really respect the concept of journaling in that way in a very like, you know, it's a piece of paper and a pen and me. So I put my soul out onto it and I walk into my day with more clarity and peace and calmness because I don't have all the things in my mind anymore. I don't want my mind to be a junk drawer. I feel like mine's a junk drawer. <laughs> I can't sleep sometimes at night. I think too much. That's, that's the one thing I always tell all my clients is to empty your brain if you can at night and focus on it the next day. Yeah, or in the big question of you know, how do you let things go? And one of the ways to not let things, to not struggle with letting things go is to not hold on to them for days, months, and years. It's to get them out express them in some way or another and there's so many different forms of expression but I I like the concept of the junk drawer because I don't I don't want to keep things in there all the time what's the point um and forgetfulness and memory are very useful tools to keep clearing your mind too so if I don't want to forget it but I don't want it in my mind anymore I write it down put it in a journal and go back to it later and chew on it whenever it comes time that's perfect yeah, I think it's very important. Yeah, super good. Like, like you said, writing it down is the essential. And I'm glad you mentioned that because a lot of people always try to hold everything in their mind and then never write it down. And yeah. for our listeners out there, how do we contact you and get a hold of you for your services and for people to actually help them with the communication? Yeah, so I would love anyone listening to just reach out via email and tell me what you're working on and I offer a free 30-minute clarity call where I'll do a mind map and we kind of work out some of the initial kinks of what you're working on. So the best way to reach me is my email, hello at yourspeccoach.com, Y-O-U-R-S-P-E-C-C-O-A-C-H.com. That's also my website. So you can go in there and read my blog, see what I'm working on new offerings right now it's just one-on-one coaching but I am starting to offer different workshops so I also have a empowered boundaries workshop coming up on October 14th that you can also see more uh, details on um other than that my Instagram is a really great place to see some of my writing and my own kind of like I talked to about before my own personal journey with introspection and how I actually like how I literally apply it in my everyday life is all over my Instagram. It's like, I'm working, I'm struggling with this right now. And here's how I'm working out the kinks. And my Instagram is just my name, Rachel Ann Randolph, and the Ann has an E. Um, and that's also where you can reach me and DM me. I get, love getting DMs and hearing that you heard me on a conversation and reminding me of what I said. And then we talk about like how I got to what I said and why I said it and how I can help break that down for someone else that's awesome instagram is definitely the way to go and i have to do better with social media but it sounds like you're doing a good job with that and keeping up with the people that are following you yeah it's it's a very it's a very collaborative community because 
not because I like put it all out there or on the line. It's just that I think it's pretty obvious that I've made introspection a really big priority in my life. And I reap the benefits of being able to go in, do some digging, and then come out with insights. And that continues to serve me over and over and over again. What you mentioned today on the show has been really impactful. And I hope everyone out there listening takes away something from what Rachel has said, because I know that everyone can improve their communication. And that's very, very important. And I, for one, will will watch this again and listen to it again and make sure I can take a point away or two so I can improve my life and develop my total wellness. But it's been awesome having you on the show today. But thank you so much for joining us from California or wherever you're at. And have a great fit day. So much. I really enjoyed the conversation, Jason. Thank you, Rachel, for being on our show and having an awesome interview and teaching us about yourself, your business, and your travels. But coming up next in the show, Rachel will be back cooking healthy vegetarian-style tacos from her converted RV van kitchen. From my RV kitchen to your RV van kitchen, take it away, Rachel. Thank you very much, Rachel, for being on our show today and sharing your business and your journey with us. Rachel will be up next cooking vegetarian-style tacos from inside her RV van. To see the full episode of both Rachel cooking and to see the full Body Express wellness tip, tune into our YouTube channel and information and addresses listed in this podcast. Coming up next, I'll share with you the Body Express wellness tip. The Body Express wellness tip is to get a pair of elastic bands and take them on the road with you wherever you travel. To see the full episode of me teaching you how to use elastic bands to tone your arms, your biceps, and triceps, tune into our channel listed below in the podcast section. I'm your host, Jason Cronin. Thank you very much for tuning into our show. Please like, share, and subscribe, and your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you very much for watching and listening, and have a great fit day. I'll see you next time.